I'm Julie Potowitz, CEO and founder of Grow Your Occupancy. Our passion is helping senior living providers maximize sales efforts and increase revenue. Join me as I chat with industry leaders who share their tips and strategies, and we'll have some fun along the way. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Grow Your Occupancy podcast. I'm Julie Potowitz, CEO and founder, and I'm very, very excited to welcome the guest today is Donna Cutting. Very excited to talk with you, Donna, and have you share a lot of your expertise. And I've been a fan of Donna's for years and years. Uh, She is the founder and CEO of Red Carpet Learning Worldwide and works with mission-driven leaders to help them create cultures of happy, engaged people who deliver exceptional customer service. She's the author of three books, including The Celebrity Experience, The Insider Secrets to Delivering Red Carpet Customer Service, one of my favorites, 501 Ways to Roll Out the Red Carpet for Your Customers, and so excited, you guys are getting a a premier first glimpse uh, at her new book, Employees First. Inspire, engage, and focus on the heart of your organization, which will be released by Career Press, Donna, when? April 1st. No fooling. April 1st, 2022. (laughs) No fooling. Welcome, Donna. Thank you, Julie. It's so good to be here, and I'm certainly uh, definitely in the Julie Potowitz fan club as well, so (laughs) it's really good to be here with you. Oh my goodness, there's room to move around in that club then. There's lots of room to do this. <laughs> um, but thank you so much. And I've been following you for years. Like I said, um, I have um, a very dog-eared copy of the Celebrity Experience. And you and I met, I think it's over a dozen years ago. And uh, your, gosh, I, I'd love to dive into um, maybe the why. I'm going to tell you the why that I've recommended hundreds of people buy your book. Um, so can you talk just a little bit about um, why the the red carpet customer experience is so important in senior living? Oh my gosh, yes. Well, let me start. First of all, thank you for that. And I know you recommend uh, that book with everyone. It's my first book. So I'm just really um, appreciative. And um, so, yeah, for me, so for me, the red carpet, and I'll just start with the story. Like my um, my grandparents had 14 children, seven boys and seven girls, my meme and pepe. And I have this memory as a little girl of uh, my parents and, and all of my father's brothers and sisters pulling together their money and sending my grandparents off to Rome, Italy. And when they came home, we had all gathered in their house on California Street in Fall River, Massachusetts, waiting to welcome them home and there was food and there was fun and my mom was in charge of decorations and uh she lit she found this little remnant of a red carpet and she literally rolled it out and said to my uncle arthur like when you pull them in when you pull in to drop bring them home from the airport pull in right here so they will be welcomed home with a red carpet 
And you know me, Julie, I am all about the, you know, the celebrity experience. I love movies. I love theater. I have from the time I was a little girl and that whole image of just my everyday ordinary grandparents being treated like stars of the silver screen. Uh, this is what I have built my entire mission around because I believe that we all deserve a little red carpet um, treatment. And, and especially when I think about uh, people both living and working in the field of senior living and elder care. Um, but specifically, I think for your audience, when you, you know, to me, red carpet customer service is just a little above. It's about like creating a moment, you know, creating moments for people that they're going to treasure, that they're going to remember, that make them feel significant, important, and special. And when you do that, for prospective residents, their family members, and then as they, you know, as they move in and for your employees, um, that's what compels people. That's what makes that personal connection um, that's ultimately going to have people, uh, you know, moving in and singing your praises as well. Yes, literally rolling out a red carpet, right? Well, literally rolling one out. Literally, and there are lots of people who do that, right? So I definitely have customers that will send me their videos of like literally rolling out red carpets for new residents who come in. And yes, I love that. And of, and of course it perpetuates my brand. So woohoo, um, but, but also metaphorically, like what does that look like? So when you think about, uh, like going back to the concept of the celebrity experience, my whole idea was, you know, how do we treat everyday ordinary people like stars? So it's about like getting to know them and anticipating their needs and personalizing the experience for them. And and then you wouldn't just let it drop. Right. You would you would keep that going. You would wrap it around with um, maybe s uh, some special connections and and so it's not so much about the literal red carpet it's the metaphor for how do we really treat this person um as if they were like incredibly special because they are mm -hmm. it, boy um I'm, I'm taking notes as you're talking donna because everything you say is is so incredibly important and and, and real and it's always important to recognize somebody right for who they are people want to feel seen and heard and and feel special because like you said they are and it's the fun really you know for for me personally and i know many that you know i've worked with it that's the fun part in, in senior living is learning about people is in the discovery and, and very oftentimes people come to us in pain in crisis waited a long time, uh, add COVID to the mix, and we've raised the degree of difficulty on every level, especially the emotional difficulty. Right. And so in my opinion, Donna, it's more important than ever to do what you're talking about. And in order to do that, you have to know your customer, right? You have to, maybe not all of their history, but you know, know them a bit to to in your point to personalize the experience can can you tell us a little bit about you know some of uh, your clients people that you've worked with and some of the ways that they've done that 
without maybe literally rolling a red carpet? Yeah, there are so many ways. And so just to get back to your point, the discovery piece is so important. Really digging in, really getting to know people. Um, you know, that's one of the things that when when my friends will call me and say, hey, I'm visiting three or four senior living places for mom, what should I be looking for? And I say, you know, first of all, look for the salesperson who's actually interested in mom, <laughs> you know, and wants to know a little bit more about her and is not just doing um you know a data dump of of everything that is happening in the senior living but that discovery that discovery actually gives you the opportunity to think about ways to personalize that experience so so one that um i mean i can give you all kinds of ways um that uh, that are, are perhaps the, like the fun ways, right? So the fun ways, like anytime you use someone's name, you can use their name. You can use their name on a, a welcome sign in a parking space. You know, when they walk in the door, on a candy bar that you hand them on the way out, right? Um, on a on a bag. There are a number of different ways to personalize using people's names. Um, creating experiences that you know they're going to love. So this was actually an experience for me, but it just gives you an example. Like just um, in the past year, I had not been anywhere in person, right? I was isolating at home. And uh, I remember, you know, in the past when I would be speaking, people would literally roll the red carpet out, right? It, because it's fun, it's my brand, and they're kind of honoring that. And I hadn't had that experience in a while. And then I had a Zoom tour with a senior living community because I was speaking for them and I wanted to take their virtual tours, right, to see what that was like. And they literally rolled out a red carpet and it was lined with all the management staff and one by one they introduced. And that was an experience that, that was personal to me that I absolutely loved. But they, but that same company would tell me other things that they would do that, you know, if there was someone who really loved cooking, they would create videos with their chef, right? Teaching like different recipes and send those videos or make that part of the tour experience. And so really getting to know that person and creating something that they're really truly gonna love um person obviously personalizing the gifts like if you're visiting two senior living communities and you've got one who gives their signature cookie which is great but the other that happens to know that you have two dogs that you love and you was really concerned that you would get to bring your dogs when you moved in that sends you home with something for your dogs like that's that's another level right something personal but even even beyond kind of the fun stuff, I think it's personalization also means like getting to know what people are really concerned about, like un reading between the lines, you know, he asking the good questions, but then also understanding everything that you said that that this is a very challenging time, that this is not an easy decision for people, that there's a lot of guilt involved with, you know, with with family members and, you know, what are they concerned about? What are they worried about that maybe they're not voicing, but is there a way that you can answer that concern um, before they even ask? Does that make sense? It really does. And I'm just curious, Donna, your opinion. 
on this. So I agree with absolutely everything you're saying. And I think listeners would too. And for, for multiple, multiple reasons, right? Uh, yet, yet in, in spite of everyone's best intentions or best efforts or knowledge, this piece goes missing. It goes missing. I don't know the statistic. I'm going to say 70% of discovery is more data dumping. And, uh, you know, I've been doing this a long time and working with a lot of people and um, it's, I think it's getting a little better, but it's not where it needs to be. What, in your opinion, is the challenge around this? Or like, why? Yeah, well, I think it's with anything people feel um, busy, <laughs> you know, and so it's easier to do, it's easier to do the data dump, right? It's, it's easier um, to, you know, just ask standard questions than to really dig deeper. Um, and and the other piece I would say, like about the personalization, is that that sometimes I think people don't realize they can systematize personalization. So, I'll, so I'll tell you what's been successful for some of my customers um, with the whole idea of like really using discovery as a way to get to know enough that you can really surprise and delight that prospect or that customer. Um, one of uh, so, some of my customers have put together what I would call their secret stash of swag. So understanding that people love things in categories. So they love their children, their grandchildren, their pets. They love their sports teams. They love their hobbies. Um, they love books, you know, or certain genres of music. And so I've had clients who have put together these closets full of little gifts in those categories. So even if you have a walk-in perspective, you know, assuming that still happens nowadays, right after COVID, but even if you, so even if you have a walk-in that you're not prepared for, if you're doing your discovery right, and if you're using that time to really get to know them, there's going to be there's going to be something that pops up that will say, you know, uh, Mr. Smith was a veteran, you know, he talks about his time, you know, in the service with great pride as he should. Oh, and we have those little like pins that we give to every veteran, you know, and then we might even take their picture like next to all the framed photographs of veterans. Uh, in our community. And then we could use that picture, by the way, and turn that into a thank you note and send that to. It's it's really simple if you systematize it. But I think when, when people get in trouble is just thinking, well, how am I going to personalize it for all the people that come through? And they haven't really created a system in order to do that. That's a great point. If you feel you have to run out to the store, or run to the mall I don't every time so give give yourself reasons to do it reasons to say yes yeah your, I love it your secret stash of swag I love that I, and uh it, it absolutely systematize and um I love the fact too people love the sound of their name right and you mentioned anytime you can include somebody's name and for privacy you can be the first name right doesn't have to be the full first and last and 12 years ago, I saw you speak 
and you use the example of the dog. You and I are both dog lovers, mm-hmm. and uh, we, are, as, as are I know a lot of people, but you said if you, you know, find a picture of a Maltese, you know, it might not be their dog, but a Maltese, and put that on the sign too. How might you feel, right? And I know you've got your babies and, you know, I have a multi-poo. If someone put a multi there on the sign, I mean, that would mean someone listened. Right. 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 And it's, you know, so it's, it really, somebody listened and cared enough to think about you, Mm -hmm. to think about me as a customer. And Donna, competition is greater than ever before. Mm-hmm. And the competition's always been our number one competition is staying home. And that's more compelling than ever. Add in COVID, and we really need to do everything we can, things that we can control, like personalization, like your celebrity experience, your personalization, uh, more than ever to stand out because people right. base decisions on emotion, right? Right. And to connect that emotional piece. So great stuff. Great and you, stuff. No, go ahead. And you made to your point about putting the multi like every little thing that you do like that just says, oh, they know me. They care. They paid attention. You know, that's what it is. It's not about being gimmicky. It's it's about paying attention and thinking, how can I create an experience for this person that's really gonna make them feel cared about, you know, seen, as you say, because that's really what all of us want. And I haven't reached the age of 80 or 90 yet, but I would imagine that that doesn't go away, you know, that that's something that we look for. And maybe even more so when you are entering um, the invisible, you know, Mm. stage of your life, uh, the more we can make people feel seen, um, you know, not only will it help you grow your occupancy, but you're just making, you're just doing something lovely that makes the world a better place. Right, right. And, you know, to your point, people are, uh, the the older we get, the more invisible. Right. Uh, And I'll never forget when my mother said uh, once, she didn't feel like she, her opinion mattered anymore. And it wasn't coming from a a place of, of pity or anything. It was just in a situation where she was feeling that her input wasn't heard. And you, well, we all know the survey. I'm in the, the very last 55 and up category now, you know, where they say, what's your age? Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they, that's it. I mean, they, you know, whatever you all in that category, right? Whatever your opinion is. Right. And so to really see and hear somebody uh, in, in of any age, but certainly of 90 years old uh, individual. So it's uh, makes huge. And, and to your point, the intent. The intent is doing the right thing. It's not gimmicky. Right. So it exactly. Might, you know, feel it's gimmicky. It might be gimmicky. Your intention is, I just really like people, like helping people. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. And, and also when you say like the whole point of discovery, I think just that listening, like what you just said about my, my, your mom feeling like she didn't even have her opinion didn't even matter just the act of listening is going to make such a difference to that individual person that they're 
um, that they're that they're feeling heard, e even if that's all you did, right, is to really sit and listen with the intention of getting to know this person. But then on top of that, go beyond, you know, what I think we really have to look at. And I, I, I think pre-pandemic, we were kind of looking at it. Um, I think post-pandemic, it's going to be a, ga a game changer is when you can really give people choices. Like, like what people are going to expect in senior living is completely different from what they were looking at like 15, even 10 years ago. Um, people want to have that decision-making power. And that's not just the residents, that's your team members as well. Like the more you, you can include your team members, the more you can include residents, family members um, in decision-making and allowing them to have uh, choices that they didn't have in the senior living communities of the past, um, the more attractive you're going to be as as not only a place to live, but a place to work. Oh, great segue. Speaking of team members. Yeah. The, uh, the, the topic on everyone's mind in senior living it's, well, there's two. There's always occupancy. We need revenue, right? We can't take care of people and run our business without revenue. Uh, COVID has exasperated the staffing challenge. Staffing's always been a challenge, but it is an epidemic. Yeah. So staffing and occupancy are going to run a race for critical uh, you know, areas of focus. And what perfect timing for an expert such as yourself to write a book focused on team members called Employees First. So can you tell us a little bit about Employees First? Yeah, thank you for asking, Julie. So, so I've spent the last two decades teaching um, mainly customer service, right? But really the more the more I would get out there uh, and the more we would delve into the customer experience for our for our customers, the more I realized that it, that it, everything goes hand in hand. So it's the culture you create, the team members and how you treat them and how they're feeling treated, and then the um, then the customer service. So culture, people, service, and. Um, I really started to think, you know, and this was before the great resignation was even a term, uh, but when the, I had some time during the beginning of the pandemic and I thought it's time to write this book, and it really was like, this is the book I should have written first, because the way your the experience that you provide your employees is very closely tied to the experience that your customers are going to get. And so case in point, even from like a prospective resident tour, one of the most important things you can do is have your team, your staff to be tour ready, to be to know that when people are walking through, to look them in the eyes, to smile, to have the confidence to engage with them. Um, you know, it's the relationships often that will make the sale as opposed depending regardless of how beautiful or, or old, right, old or new um, your building is, if they have those relationships, that could be the turning point. But if you have people who are 
especially right now, right? Exhausted, emo the emotional toll that the pandemic has taken on them, um, frustrated, feeling overworked, like that is going to impact the experience that your residents and your prospective residents and family members are gonna have as well. And so there's a lot that's beyond our control. So from my perspective, um, just kind of watching what's been going on in the trends, um, I believe that as a, as a country, as a world, that we many of us are going through a collective values readjustment. And so that's why you're seeing people retire earlier than they were really planning on because they've started to think, oh, what's really you know important to me? I want more time to do this. You see um, mothers who who have just have found out they don't have to like if their spouse has a, a well paying job that they don't have to work two or three jobs just to pay for daycare right so they you know they've made those kinds of decisions you have a whole generation of people who who already pre pandemic were more entrepreneurial than the generations before that have just decided they're going to start their own business and live by their own rules so some of that you don't have control over. What you do have control over, what organizations have control over is creating a culture that is a place where people want to work. And where that looks, what that looks a little different, how that looks a little differently now is that, you know, people are saying, they want to be involved in the conversation when decisions are made. Um, they want to, they want to, um, to have their, their life, like their life, their life outside of work valued as much of the, as their life in work. So sometimes that means things like, like we may have to look at scheduling, you know, there's more than one way to schedule all your CNAs. And so, um, so are you, are you looking at self-scheduling? Are you looking at like a different model of scheduling? Um, definitely the conversation about paychecks is not going away. It's not the only thing, but I think the day is gone where we could say, well, we don't really pay as well as the people down the street, but our, but we have such a good time. You know, I, I, I think it's both. You know, um, and really, really look at, and obviously you've got me on a topic I'm really passionate about. So cut me off <laughs> if you need to, Julie. But um, one of the, I think it's also like really looking at what actually makes people feel valued because, uh, and I've done, and I'm doing a whole study around that where I'm interviewing hourly workers about what makes them feel valued. And surprise, surprise, it's not the monthly pizza party. You know, it, it's not the recognition programs. It's, it's more about relationships. It's about feeling seen, about feeling included, about somebody seeing potential in them that they didn't know they had and like mentoring them and taking them under their wing. Um, if every leader in, if everyone in a leadership position in the senior living and elder care space just took time every week every day to get to know one employee better, um, get to know, 
you know, who they, some people don't even know their names, right? Get to know their names, what they care about, what makes them tick, you know, what their dreams are for the future, um, how they contribute. And if you just made that an intentional goal, like once a day or once a week even, that would make such a profound difference in, um, in how attractive you are to your current employees. So closing that back door, employee retention, but also how attractive you're going to be to employees in the future. Because, you know, we don't know that they're all coming back. Some of some some people are decided to do other things. And so you want to build a culture that is um, that's going to be so you can stand out with the pool of employees that are available. You're going to be the standout organization. A couple of things I'm frantically taking notes because I love what you're saying. Uh, but a couple of things that you said, you know, people want a voice at the table. They mm -hmm. want to feel seen and heard, feel valued. And I just took a note here about asking questions, getting to know your team members getting to know your employees. It sounds an awful lot like discovery. <laughs> <laughs> it is sales process. It's exactly. Okay. That's exactly it. And so you know when we when we are working with prospective customers or with our customers, we have a whole process. So like if I'm designing customer service training for um, for a company, the first step is discovery. And literally, I sit with teams, uh, myself or someone on my team, we sit with teams of people in that organization at every level of the organization. And there are two reasons why we do this. One is really to learn the organization, like get a pulse. And, and I can't really do that from a survey that you hand me. I can do that from conversations that I'm talking, you know, when I'm talking to people and, and listening to them. So we just ask them questions about the culture and how they're feeling. What do they think good customer service is? The other reason, though, is because when we start the process that way, they already feel like they have a voice in whatever it is we're going to create. And as a result, and we do that every step of the way, right? So they're like every step of the way development, when we're producing videos, like all of that, people at all levels of the organization are, are involved. And the end result is that they buy in to whatever we create for them. So we started teaching some of our customers to do this as well, like to just yes, have your annual or biannual employee satisfaction survey, but actually spend time sitting down with your employees and like asking them questions and going in completely open to whatever you're going to hear and, um, and without defensiveness. So without having to solve the problem right away or without, you know, explaining yourself away, but just really hearing what they have to say. And I think a lot of times people are afraid to do that, um, but it is, I think it's gonna be critical. Like if, in fact, you'll hear in the book, Employees First, you'll read it over and over and over again, like listen, 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 listen. And then you take all that information and you start co-collaborating with your team members to create a culture 
that's going to be attractive to them and to employees in the future. So uh, going back to scheduling, like if that's an issue that comes up uh, again and again in those listening sessions, then pulling together, don't just sit in your leadership bubble and try and figure it out, but pull people in from, you know, that are impacted by the decisions you're going to make and work together to create something that's going to work for everybody.